So in the uh, last 16 years here at the Calgary Flames Ambassador Celebrity Poker Tournament, this event has raised over $6 million. We are slammed here at the Deerfoot Inn and Casino. Jam Pack sold out again, and uh, first jersey off their back was uh, Rasmus Anderson, an all-in blind. Hey? Yes. Somebody have to be first. What uh, What did you have? I had five dues off suit. Not a great oh. hand. Had a pair, though. Lost it two pairs. Four four callers. You guys wanted my jersey. Yeah? Four callers. So who uh, who ended up getting it? Uh, I don't really know. I'm not great with names. Okay. So. <laughs> Let's cut that part out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you, all, you were only sitting down for five minutes. Yeah, so how did you get the names? No, it was, uh, you know, blind all in. So uh, it's, for, it's for fun, right? It's for charity. So I um, figured uh, somebody had to set a new record around here. <laughs> That's good. I still... I, Kiprasov may still have the record of first hand and out. So. I don't know if our dealer was quick enough, though. So okay. Maybe so tell the dealer, you know. Does How? that aura still exist about Mika Kiprasov in this event and going all in blind right off the hop? No, I, the tradition? no, no I, I actually didn't know about that, uh, but I've heard some other great stories about uh, Kipper. Yeah, <laughs> they're all true probably, yeah. too. Um, hey, uh, did, uh, you've been you've been coming to this for a number of years. Can you ever remember it after a loss? Like when you guys fell down 3-1 yesterday, I was like, no, the poker tournament's tomorrow, so they they always win before the poker tournament. Like, I can't ever remember being here when the vibes were a little off because it seems like you always win coming into this thing. I thought you were going to ask me if I remember the poker tournament the past few years. But <laughs> no, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, all jokes aside, but uh, it's such a good event, right? And um, it makes it easier, obviously, when we win. And, um, and yeah, it was a great game last night, and... Um, and it makes this event even better that we we get a big win the night before. What'd you like about yesterday? That was uh, it. Just seemed like even at three one and three two, your five on five game was bang on, and you never got away from it. Did you feel like it was just one of those days where you stuck with it? Yeah, I mean the thing I like about our game is that uh, you know it was no quit in our game. It was uh, even if it was three one or whatever. Uh, we we just kept playing. We just kept playing five on five and five on five. I thought we were the better team uh, last night, and uh, you know, with the players they have, we always knew they had a really good power play. And uh, and at the same time, it's it's kind of weird to say, but you know, in some in some uh, form, you're happy for Monty to score Hattie, yeah. Even though you're <laughs> kind of off for two of them and uh, and that stuff, and in the box for one of them. So, uh, but um, it was uh, it was a great character win last night, and uh, it was just. You know, there was no quit in our team, and uh, as you said, even if it was three-one, we just bounced right back. You mentioned, in a way, being happy for Sean Monahan. Probably happier for Jacob Markstrom with the glove save that he made on Monahan after on he already four. had the hat trick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I told Monty after the game too. I was like, Monty, what are you doing? I gave you the shot because <laughs> I always see the one playing the two-on-one. But uh, yeah, um, we all know how good Marky is, and um, he's. Uh, you know, top two, top three goalie in uh, in my opinion in the league, and uh, and it, it's great to see him night in and night out. And um, you know, he keeps us in the games, and uh, he makes some big stops yesterday, and allowed us to get back. Yeah, you know, it's funny you bring up Jacob. We talk, we talked all season about how some of the the analytics underlying metrics, like they put him right up there, one, two, three in the league. Uh, he's right there with Demko and and Hellebuck, and and you're like. This guy probably should be getting a ton of Vesna Trophy love the way he's playing. You guys, you guys feel like you guys feel that. Do you guys, as you're going through a season, you're like, this guy is out of his mind. Like, does do, that that pretty easy to pick up on yeah. when you're playing with him? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, 
I think after the New York game uh, in in Rangers, I, I just looked at him after the game. I was like, without you, we would have lost this game seven nothing. And uh, and it was too bad. One of those games where you know he played the way he did that we couldn't get a win for him. But uh, he's just been unbelievable all year. And um, it's about time one of those metrics actually uh, makes sense. And uh, <laughs> that's with uh, with Marky at least. And uh, you know, there's so many stats these days and uh, all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's about time one of those makes sense. When you look back two seasons ago when he was a runner-up for the Vesna Trophy, and you look at the body of work he's had so far this season, how do you compare the two? Because he seems to be right back into that pocket for me. Yeah, he is. And, um, I mean, we always knew it. We always knew how good of a goal he is. And um, and it's about time, he, you know, he gets the love he deserves. And, uh you know, in the in the dressing room, uh, none of us ever doubted that, and we always, you know, as I said, we keep him as a top two, top three goalie in the league, and uh, you know, I think he's right up there with Vasilevsky, and um, he's a, he's a hell of a goalie and a hell of a teammate. I, I I spoke with you, I don't know, three or four weeks ago about him, and. I, I, I always wonder whether it's Jacob or just anybody in that locker room, and and I've really been struck on the outside for the last couple of years. It, it, it seems like a group that like genuinely likes to be with one another. Genuinely is a, a really tight knit group. How when you hear on the outside piling on player A or piling on player B, how much is it group? Does do you take offense to that, or how much do you guys kind of like yeah? We, we really want to we really want to go out and rally around that guy because he's he's part of this thing and it, it kind of offends everybody right yeah i mean um i i think it's it's one of those things where nobody ever likes you know being talked about in, in trade stuff and uh and especially you know when you're an older guy when you have family and kids and that kind of stuff you you, you think about the bigger bigger picture and and you you, you don't want to be around that noise and um i think we've done a good job as a team just to you know take it game by game and day by day and uh not get too far ahead of ourselves you obviously everyone knows when the deadline is and all that kind of stuff and uh you know with the with the way uh nhl works um with you know expiring contracts and that kind of stuff and uh but i think we as a team we're just we're, we're trying to be in the present and we're trying to do we try to focus on the task we have ahead of us, not look too far ahead, and uh, I think we've done a good job of that. Obviously, you know, we'd like to have some more wins at this point and uh, be in a playoff spot, obviously, but, um, you know, there's still there's still a lot of hockey left and yeah. anything can happen, and, um, you know, it keeps coming back to me all the time, but, you know, you, you see with Florida last year, you know, anything can happen once you get in, and, um, and that's just the mindset we have that... Um, we don't really care about you know the outside or if there's a deal being done. Uh, we try to win the next game, and uh, you know none of us will ever, especially the older guys, will be okay with us you know rebuilding or whatever the word is. And um, we want to push for that playoff spot, and we will always do that. How much has Coach Huska been a part of that? Just in that kind of right from the get-go when it was a, a rough start to the season, or when you guys were rolling in November. The, the conversation has always been, does it matter? It's the next day. It's a new day. How much has that helped the group be able to deal with any and all distractions this year? Oh, it's been huge, obviously. I mean, um, and, you know, especially coming back from the break when, you know, we were on the break and uh, the Lindy trade happened and, uh, 
you know, we go to Boston, we'd be one of the best teams in the league, and then we go to Jersey, we beat them, and then we go to New York Islanders and beat them, and and you know, we take three out of three out of four when you know, a lot of people will say, be happy if they win one game, and uh, right. and that's just you know, he keeps us in the press and he keeps us in the moment, and uh, you know, we treat every game like the same, and it's it's no different of uh, who's in the lineup and who isn't in the lineup, and. Uh, and that's what uh, I think is really cool about this group is, um, you know, um, doesn't matter if it's now or in late March and, um, you know, March 9th after the deadline. We're, yep. we're still going to win. We're still going to try to win every game we have in front of us. I'm glad you kind of brought up that Boston game in passing after the Elias Lindholm deal because Nazem Kadri post game had a soundbite to me that might have been the quote of the year with the oh, yeah. a pack of hyenas can take down a lion. Is yeah. that something that oh we've has been, been on said him every day? No, yeah. we've been no. He said it, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, on the bus after the game, we we're all kind of laughing, and uh, and he was like, "Yeah, I was, I was watching something, and I saw the quote, and it fit perfectly to our team, and uh, and it's it's true though. It's uh, you know." I mean, we obviously, you know, don't have a superstar. Some other teams do, and uh, and but when we play as a team, and uh, when we really work teams down, and uh, you know, play as five connected, uh, we can beat anyone in the league, and that's what we've shown. Uh, you know, especially on the road this year, and um, you know, obviously our home record would like to be a little bit better, but uh, I think uh, I think it's uh, it's a quote that sums up our team that when we play as a pack of hyenas, you know, we can. We can beat any team in the league. So has it been fully adopted, or are you just poking fun at not? No, no, it's up? it's been fully it's been fully adopted for sure. It's uh, it's such a great quote, and uh, especially for our team, I think. Yeah, uh, Rasmus Anderson's with us. Last kind of place I wanted to go with you. Are you how how much are you on social media? How much do you pay attention to what's going on? Because it feels like. Of all the guys in that room, you're pretty dialed on on what's being said. How how much are you paying attention? I mean, uh, you know, I, I'm on social media, like I'm on Twitter, uh, but um, especially, I think you know, closer to the deadline, you're on a little bit more than you would like to, and uh, but I think it's just more like you know, you, you want a kind of a sense of what's going on, what's going on, and um, but you know, me and Connie. And I think, you know, the players have been there a long time, has such a good relationship with Connie. So, uh, um, you know, uh, we I talk to Connie quite a bit, and you know, you ask and you, um, you know, we, we have we have our conversations. But uh, you know, you're obviously on social media, and uh, and you know, I think when the Lindholm trade happened, I think you know, you just refreshed about. <laughs> It felt like yeah, you refresh all the time, and uh, you know, I was in Mexico having a couple drinks with the guys, and. You know, we we're talking about it, and all of a sudden, Lindy was traded, and then um, so you know, it, it, it's it's different. But you know, I I like to you know be pretty dialed in on myself and not too focused on the stuff around me. And you know, you can only control so much as a player. I've heard you use the term Twitter monsters before. And yeah, I believe we all know they exist. Does, does it ever mess with you? Like, is it is it or like you're in the NHL for a reason? You've got. The, the mental focus it takes to get to where you are is it pretty easy to block that that crap out i mean i, I think i think of it kind of differently uh, you know if someone if someone chirps me or you know 
writing stuff about me i always try to prove them different and uh that's just the way i've always been and uh but you know it's just you know even last year with i think that's what triggered me uh, uh, you know with with last year with uh with marky how many people were on him and um and he was the best now runner up the, the year before yeah. and then all of a sudden he's the worst goalie in the league and it's like i and the thing with me is always like well you're supposed to be fans of the team like why do you like i get it it's you know it's it's part of it's part of being a professional athlete uh to deal with the outside and to deal with the noise and all that kind of stuff but i mean i i think i can handle it to uh you know i can handle it but i don't like you know seeing my teammates um getting um getting chirped or roasted on social media and um and it's just but unfortunately it's the way we it's the world we live in and you know people hide behind their phones and uh you know if we see you know if you see 100 or maybe one would come up to you in, in your face and say it to your face and the other 99 would run away so uh, that's kind of always been my mindset about it that you know if i saw the people in real life they wouldn't say anything to me and uh i think that's pretty true and um i just i i hate seeing my uh my teammates getting uh abused on social media it's crazy and i still to this day have never had any player come up to me and be like you were out of line or anything like that. and 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 you know part of the things that that i think that vix and i learned growing it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna carve or if you're gonna be critical you better show your face the next day so that somebody could come up to you yeah. and say something but but i i think i think too like you know if you look at the toronto media or the vancouver media like i think and this is not me, you know, part of my language of bullshitting anyone. Like, I think the Calgary media, like, you guys are in the dressing room. You know, you, you can write that I have a bad game. And I know when I have a bad game. Yeah. I know when I have a good game. I know when I have a bad game. I know when I have a terrible game. Like, and, you know, it's okay that write that I have a terrible game. But when you start jumping on the person and, you know, it's ten games in a row when you're on a guy. And I think the Calgary media base overall is pretty good at not like you know singling out one specific players you know it might be a fan or two fans that does it who think you know you can win with 18 year olds in the lineup which you know you still gotta get over the cap with 60 million and yeah they think you can play 20 18 year olds and that's just not the way the league works and i think but i think the calgary media is is good in that way that you guys never target one player. Sure, the team can have a five-game losing streak, and I can be dashed 20 on that losing streak. And, you know, if you tweet out, be like, hey, Ras has been, you know, awful these last five games. Hey, you know what? It's true. I yeah. have been. Like, And I think that's what what's the difference between the the Calgary media and, you know, the bigger cities as Toronto and Vancouver and all that stuff. And, you know, in Toronto, they're looking at, you know, okay, who can we – Right. really bring down and it's like well why like you guys haven't won the cup in 50 years like lift the players instead and you know because if we make the playoffs more people read the stuff you post and the better it goes for the players and for the teams and instead of like just try to bring one or two or three players down like you know if we do good you guys do good yeah that's just the way it is yep, yep. so it's, well it's said. um i think I think overall, and I know a lot of other guys have said it that have played in other Canadian markets, that you know the Calgary media is actually really good. Well, we'll uh, we're going to pat ourselves on the back. Yeah, <laughs> do, that. Do, do one of these, and uh, no, but it's 
as I said, it's you know, it's it's just the way it is. The, the only uh, bone I have to pick is a couple of days ago you mentioned Wes Gilbertson was your favorite. Yeah, he is sure though. No, he is, Wes is my boy. You know, Wes is feels like Wes has uh, been there with me since day one. <laughs> hey, I was there in Penticton too for the I Young Stars. I was with you at the draft when I was working with the teams. So yeah, I wasn't. On. I actually wasn't at the draft, but uh, oh, Shilly yeah. at the draft. <laughs> yeah, Shilly was, 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 was there as well, I believe. Manj was Manj there. Was there yeah. I was in Sweden. I, I remember talking about yeah. him in Sweden. Yeah, that's, that's why. That's why Shilly's your favorite, right? <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough, right? <laughs> I, I don't know who my Manj is. Manj, yeah, you go with Manj. Yeah, I'll go with one Manj. each. Go, <laughs> go. Uh, Go yeah, I gotta go win some all money. All in blind again. Yeah, yeah. Thanks oh. for doing this. All right, thanks, Appreciate guys. it, man. Yeah.